Welcome to Friday Friends, RI Elder Info's weekly look at the organizations and individuals providing resources for Rhode Island seniors, caregivers, and professionals. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this fine July Friday. It's going to be a little toasty out there today, so I am glad that you are taking a moment to join us this morning on Friday, friends. It's nine o'clock. It's Deb Burton. It's Friday, friends, and you know that this is RI Elder Info Show every week, bringing you information that you or someone you know needs to know about. So please hit the like button, the share button, help us get the word out because we're talking about some really amazing programs that are coming up that are open to the whole community. And there are a lot of people who are touched by what we're talking about. So I really would like your help to help us get the word out about what we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. So hit the like, hit the share. Now, as you all know, we are a 501c3 nonprofit, and what we're doing would not be possible without the support of Point32 Health Foundation and Aetna, United Healthcare, uh, Oak Street Health, JD Solutions, Neighborhood Health, and England Studios, 321 Media, and all of our individual donors who are really helping us make this show possible and getting information out to the folks who are in need. So I am super excited today to welcome a couple of friends of mine here. Welcome Tara and Greg from Butler's Memory and Aging Program. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming on. Welcome, welcome. So there are some really interesting programs that are coming up that Butler Memory and Aging Program is going to be doing. But before we jump to that, can you share what is the Butler Memory and Aging Program as a whole? Sure. So we um, are a outpatient program. Uh, we are situated at Butler Hospital's campus on the east side of Providence. And we have over 25 years of experience in the prevention, treatment, uh, and being on the cutting edge of research for uh, Alzheimer's disease and other dementias now. So we are here in the community to educate and also share the opportunity um, to let people know what type of research is available here in Rhode Island, in our own backyard, and there's quite a bit. Um, and so we're hoping that you know through this education, through talks in the community, that we are able to help people kind of add to their medical toolkit so that they know if they have memory problems, um, that they can come to us and we can be a resource for them. That's awesome. Greg, do people have to know that they already have a diagnosis or can they come to the memory and aging program if they're just kind of curious, if there's something wrong, or if they just want to participate in research and they don't feel like anything is, is going on, like they're healthy? Yeah, great question. Um, so all the above, um, you know, um, certainly we um, focus on prevention and treatment. However, if anybody is concerned about uh, memory or cognitive decline, um, certainly participating in research is the best uh, approach to not just 
um, kind of addressing that concern, but also helping us find a potential cure uh, for Alzheimer's. A cure would be a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Um, so many people are impacted. Now, with the research that Butler Memory and Aging Program has been doing, is that research showing differences between um, different people of different races or ethnicities or backgrounds? Certainly, we would love to see a lot more people participate in clinical research. Historically, mm -hmm. there have been more Caucasians and white people who participate in research. Um, of course, in order to make sure that any breakthrough treatments that come out of all of this research is applicable to everyone, we need more people to participate, particularly with our African-American and Latino communities um, that for many different reasons has been very difficult, but that we are making a special invitation to um, individuals who would like to learn a little bit more about their risk factors uh, and how research might be helping with that. Greg, is that's his specialty uh, as diversity outreach coordinator for our program uh, and, and speaking in the community about that. So Greg, what are these fun things that I can tell you RA Elder Info is really looking forward to participating in that you have worked really hard on in the community to, to get the word out. What are these fun programs coming up? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I do a lot with the community, but uh, in particular, uh, next Thursday, uh, July 13th, um, there will be a health summit at the West End Community Center located on Buckland Street from 9 a.m. till 2 p.m. Uh, this health summit originally was uh, created to just promote um, Medicare re-enrollment for older African-American adults in Providence, but since has grown into a full-blown health and wellness fair with over 30 vendors. Uh, there'll be live music, um, there'll be food giveaways, um, particularly, and maybe more importantly, free produce giveaway. Uh, we certainly understand that uh, with so many disparities and obstacles and barriers within underserved communities, um, access uh, to produce and um, good vegetables and, and, and fruit is very hard, right? And so we'll be giving away free produce. Uh, there'll be a barbecue um, and many of the vendors uh, will be doing um, interactive um, things uh, to engage the community. Uh, we'll be doing blood pressure checks, uh, free vaccines. Um, you know, certainly uh, the memory and aging program table We'll be uh, registering people uh, for our prevention registry, as you see at the ticker at the bottom, um, and many other things. Uh, the mayor, Brent Smiley, will be there offering some opening remarks. But in short, the event aims to empower older African-Americans and uh, Latino adults uh, to take control of their health. It kind of has the sound of like a good old-fashioned, almost block party. That's Just exactly. It's all going to be at the West End Community Center. Absolutely. Um, you know, certainly you want to take advantage of the nice weather outside and everybody loves a block party during the summer. But more importantly, um, it's all about meeting people where they are in the community and um, having an, a mindset of relationship um, as opposed to um, asking for something. You just want to develop a relationship with people, establish a trust, especially with a uh, community that historically has mistrust uh, with healthcare providers and, um, you know, um, a history of clinical abuse. So it's all about establishing a relationship. And really getting to know people. It's exactly. like, you're a real person, you know, both of you, like you, you can pick up the phone and call. 
Absolutely. People have questions. It's not like, um, I think sometimes when we think of research, it's like the white jacket and the microscope and, you know, like, oh, let me in-depth studies it. And I'm sure that there's that part of the science um, for Alzheimer's, but for some of your studies, what kind of researchy kind of things would participants do? Are they asking, um, answering questions? Are they doing blood work? What kinds of things, different kinds of studies do you guys have going on over there? So we have quite a number of studies going on at the moment. And what you described, Deb, um, does get incorporated, right? So it starts off with um, the Butler Alzheimer's Prevention Registry, and that is a survey of questions. So we get to know the individuals uh, and see where they might sort of match up with some of the research that um, we have going on. Each study has its own requirements and things, but some of the items that you might hear from uh, uh, explained by us to you um, could be undergoing blood draws. Um, it could be undergoing retinal scans. It could be undergoing um, brain imaging, which could include PET, tau scans, and MRI. So um, that would you know involve being enclosed for a little bit. Uh, so we always like to have that very personal conversation about how claustrophobic one might be. Um, it also includes, some studies include investigational medications and some don't. Some of them are what we call longitudinal. So it just means that we're following you and your memory and thinking skills and maybe some of those biomarkers such as blood draws, um, maybe even looking at your APOE4 status, which is a risk gene for Alzheimer's disease um, and following how things progress over time. So it, there's really something for everyone uh, to participate in at the moment. And the great thing about the registry and, and just having an initial conversation with the outreach team, there's four of us, um, is that we're having a conversation. We're prov hopefully providing the education that you want so you learn about what is involved and how you may want to participate. It does not mean you have to enroll automatically. We are perfectly happy to have a conversation. Um, we all, I think, in our own way have the gift of gab, and we love learning about um, everyone and their background. So all of that is very helpful when we're trying to um, you know, have someone come in and hopefully be part of our you know, research family. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, Greg, you mentioned that um, this is for a community that is often underserved, and it sounds like the testing that is being offered through the program, it sounds like it's really expensive. So is there a cost to participate in any of these research? Do you have to have like a special kind of insurance or anything like that? Or is it all free? Yeah, um, great question. So it's actually all free. Um, you know, we um, certainly want to make it accessible uh, for everybody and anybody. Um, but yeah, all of the trials are free. And we um, do have a clinic where individuals who have a diagnosis can be seen here um, by neurologists um, and we accept Medicare. Okay. And so if somebody chooses to participate in the research and they're not sure if they want to know or not know if they have some form of Alzheimer's or other related dementias. Can they ask to not be told or do they have to find out or are you kind of obligated to keep it confidential or do they have to have like a, a caregiver? How's that work? 
So there's a couple different things that were kind of covered in that question, Deb. And so I think um, if I can start with maybe finding out maybe someone's risk factors, and I think that's what you may have been referring to. We have the ApoE4 gene that we are able to test for. Some studies require people to learn their status. And we do encourage in those situations, we actually mandate that they have what we call a study partner or study buddy to be there in the room to help support them emotionally, physically, um, just so that they have an extra set of ears because it's a lot of information to take in at one time. So we wanna have someone there to, to be supportive in that role. Um, there in terms of um, finding out if there's any sort of memory concern um, as research and as doctors, um, we are all obligated to share that information. Our clinicians are obligated to share if there is a memory concern and then a discussion would happen um, as to what the next best steps are for that individual, whether it's seeing someone else, uh, maybe continuing on here with under um, a research study where they would be able to have additional testing and things of that nature. It depends on a case by case basis, right? Um, ultimately, someone can choose to participate or not participate in any research, even if they've decided to enroll and then they get into it and they're like, maybe this isn't really for me. It is absolutely 100% someone's choice to be in or to say, you know what, I need to, this is not what I'm ex I've expected and I would like to unenroll. 100% their prerogative and we, we happily support that. We just wanna make sure that people have the resources that they need to get mm -hmm. the care that they deserve. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So Greg, if I bring Nana or Pop there, to participate, um, is it like confidential? Would is there a chance that you know if we're all going to the West End Community Center on the thirteenth for the block party? Um, if uh, like me and my friends sign up, or you know Nana and Pop's friends sign up, do they all go in at once and find out, or is it like one at a time? Like I'm if people are concerned about their, you know, having their business put out in the street, mm -hmm. is this all like super confidential one at a time kind of situation when folks come in? Are you talking about at the block party or coming to the clinic? I'm sorry. No, anybody who comes to the block party who's like, yeah, I want to check this out. Like, are you mm -hmm. bringing people in in groups or are they like individual appointments? Yeah. So it's not necessarily appointment or necessarily uh, people coming in, and uh, I, I would hope people coming in groups, right? The more the merrier, right? We definitely want a large attendance. However, um, you know, for, first, in regards to providing security and confidentiality, that is the, uh, the most important, right? Um, we definitely take that very serious, and we have a very secured network when um, communicating and uh, receiving and also transmitting information regarding a person's personal history, uh, medical history and family history, right? Um, in regards to potentially registering for uh, the prevention registry at the, um, uh, the health summit, excuse me, uh, that can be done uh, in a private room at the uh, West End Community Center. Um, but certainly, um, you know, we wanna uh, honor and respect everybody's comfort level and their privacy. Awesome. Go ahead, Tara. Um, I was just going to say, like in, in previous events that we've done, you know, sometimes it's just a, the first step is just having the conversation, getting to know uh, members of the memory and aging program. Um, and so maybe we can take like a phone number or an email address and reach out to you when it's a little bit quieter, because it sounds like it's going to be a wonderful Black Friday that day. Um, and so maybe having that conversation a little quieter, but just have the introduction 
um, at the at the uh, health fair to start. Um, but certainly once people come in um, to our clinic, it is definitely a one-on-one appointment. And we would set that up so that it would match someone's schedule as best as we possibly could. That's awesome. And at the block party, there's going to be resources so that if someone's a caregiver and they think maybe there's something going on with a loved one, the caregiver can get some information as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, the Alzheimer's Association will be there. RIL, the info will be there. Um, and certainly the memory and aging program uh, can provide advice um, uh, about caregiving and, and even respite. Um, Office of Healthy Aging will be there to talk about respite as well. So there will be tons of resources uh, for anybody concerned about their health, caretakers, caregivers. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It'd be a plethora of health and wellness resources. I love a good plethora. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the block party, there's another fun event happening. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So uh, later that day, um, from five to eight, there will be a showing of a play called Forget Me Not at the St. Martin de Pores. Um, food will be provided. I always got to make sure there's food provided. Free food. Let me just make sure. Free food. And it looks exciting because it's from Bodega on Smith. So we're That's very right. excited to partner with them on this, on this Absolutely. event. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, yes, Forget Me Not is a great play by Garrett Davis, I believe, um, is his name. Um, and it speaks about um, how a African-American family um, is dealing with um, a father um, uh, who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and how their lives change and how the dynamics of the family change and how they now have to um, take on a new endeavor that um, in a lot of ways is uh, not familiar with us, right? It's not familiar with the black and brown community. There's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of myths, and um, the play really does a great job of dispelling that and also bringing a lot of humor to it as well. And for some uh, people in the Providence area, we actually brought this play live to um, Providence pre-pandemic. Um, and it was a wonderful event. And, and what we're excited about is that we can bring this as a streaming event mm -hmm. um, at the St. Martin de Porres Center. And so it'll be live in front of an audience, but the play itself will be streaming. Afterwards, we'll have a panel discussion with uh, Deb Burton from Rhode Island, Elder Info, uh, a member, one of our clinicians from the Memory and Aging Program, as well as the Alzheimer's Association. So a brief opportunity to do some questions and answers with these experts in the field, um, and then also kind of talk about what they saw in the Forget Me Not play. I think it does a wonderful job of bringing some compassion and love and family mm -hmm. love and feelings with the humor, as Greg said. Um, but I think people will be really pleased for this event. Um, we will also have um, the vendors from Rhode Island Elder Info, Alzheimer's Association, and the Memory and Aging Program to provide additional resources for anyone um, in those particular realms. So I think it'll be a really nice event, and we hope that everyone will sign up on Eventbrite. Yes. So we can make sure that we have enough food for everyone. That's also really, really important, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I've got to make sure. And if, if somebody is not um, maybe tech savvy to do Eventbrite, I know that they can call um, your team at the 455-6402 and like talk to a real person to get that signed up. 100%. Um, yeah, because yes. we want to make sure we have enough food for everybody. Just one, one thing that I think sometimes... It, 
people don't realize is becoming forgetful a normal part of aging or is that something that people really ought to talk to their doctor about and look into? So I think there's over time, there is what we consider normal aging, right? We've all walked into a room and forgotten why we were there. Maybe we forget our keys and our phone, where those happen to be. But usually we're able to kind of maybe retrace our steps for a moment, think about it for a moment and recall why. And that is normal part. We're a very distracted society right now. We have a lot of different things going on at the same time. So that's easy to forget. I think when we, when we talk about this in the community, uh, Greg and I, you know, we're always saying, you know, when you forget um, maybe some people in your family that you normally see at every Sunday dinner, if you forget what the purpose of keys are, that might be something. If you're getting whatever your normal is, and there seems to be a decline repeatedly, once, once in a while is one thing, but repeatedly, and other people are noticing it, you're noticing it, then that's something that you should be bringing to your healthcare provider as a concern. Um, we're hoping that with these two events, this will help, you know, kind of bring the discussion forward more, make it seem a little bit less intimidating uh, and have that opportunity to speak with their loved ones, but also perhaps their care team as well. Being like, hey, listen, you know, I'm a little concerned about this because of X, Y and Z. What do you think we should do? And, you know, this is what I've learned at these events. So that's what we're really hoping for, meeting people in the community, providing the best education, science backed um, so that people can be healthier. And that's what we all want, right? Right. And to do that, we need everybody to participate in mm -hmm. research. Like that is so critically important. And Greg, you're right. Like historically, there have been some misdeeds and we are blessed enough to be moving forward to make sure that we're including everybody in our research and doing it in a respectful, dignified, with integrity way. Absolutely. So everybody coming out on the 13th, whether they're coming to the block party or the show, they can meet Greg, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be there. Awesome. So they can come, at least shake a hand, introduce themselves, say hello, get their questions answered. Terry, yes. you're going to be off at a conference. And will be and looking forward to bringing back some great information uh, from AAIC to share with the Rhode Island community and really excited. I think there's going to be quite a bit to share. You guys are awesome. I'm really looking forward to next week. It's going to be super exciting. And Absolutely. again, where is the block party, Greg? West End Community Center on Buckland Street from nine to two. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Great to see you. Everybody, I am really looking forward to these events. The block party is going to be amazing. It's going to be such a wealth of resources. Please come on out and say hello and join us for the Forget Me Not play taking place that evening from five to eight. We're going to have free food. Make sure you register because we want to make sure that we have enough food for everybody. And you can do that just by calling the 455-6402 number and letting folks know that you want to come. We want to see you. We want to see you if you think everything is fine. We want to see you if you think something's wrong. We want to see you if you think something might be going on with someone you care about. We want to see you, period. We want to get to know you. 
we like you. <laughs> we want you to come. So I look forward to seeing you all next week, the 13th, 9 to 2 at the West End Community Center or at the St. Martin de Porres Center from 5 to 8. It's going to be a absolute blast for our community. I look forward to talking to you all again next week. In the meantime, be well and be kind. If you like this video, please follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube. For more information, visit rielderinfo.com or call 401-585-0509. If you have any questions, email deb at rielderinfo.com.